Welcome to Ashlyn's Apron Podcast, a holistic journey to healthier living. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm ready to guide you on the path to living your best life. As a registered dietitian, I absolutely love anything food, science, everyday living, and of course, finding joy in it all. I'm here to give you nutrition advice while also providing tips for your daily life. Join me as I help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast this week. In this podcast, I'm going to be addressing anti-inflammatory foods and what you can do to incorporate this into your daily routine. But let me give a little backstory. As I was researching some different anti-inflammatory foods, you have to ask yourself, what are the inflammatory foods? As I was researching this, I found a quote that says, Many foods can contribute to inflammation and chronic disease, including foods high in added sugar, refined carbs, fried foods, alcohol, and meats cooked to high temperatures. This was put out a few years ago, but it is interesting to kind of look at, and specifically since I work in a diabetes and endocrinology center, I see a lot of this in the day-to-day life of a lot of those extra foods high in sugar, high in those refined carbs rather than whole grains, lots of fried foods, and even the alcohol. So it is so important to address these things since it's so common in our society today. Sometimes it's also important to look at, since these foods are so common in our society, then is there a correlation between the foods that we're eating and a lot of the chronic diseases that we see in our society? So I mentioned I'm working a lot with patients with diabetes and some of that could be contributed to some of these foods. There are a lot more chronic conditions in today's day and age, and these may also be related to these types of foods. I think directly to something like PCOS, that could be directly related to this. The list could go on, but I want to address 10 different things that you can do to reduce inflammation and incorporate more of the anti-inflammatory foods into your daily life. With everything that I'm going to be sharing, it all finds kind of the source or the root in the Mediterranean diet. There are tons of research studies, a lot of things out there that show the benefits of a Mediterranean diet. And now, yes, while Mediterranean diet is more of a focus on the olive oils and 
fresh fruits and vegetables. It doesn't have to be so exotic, I guess, as it sounds. A lot of times when people hear Mediterranean diet for the first time, they think, oh, I have to kind of cook in this different cuisine that it's different than what I'm used to, but it doesn't have to be that way. We can make small changes that make dramatic effects and incorporate the same principles of the Mediterranean diet. So that's what these 10 points are also going to be doing is ways you can incorporate similar principles as the Mediterranean diet. So my first point today is going to be continue to increase those fruits and vegetables. I can't emphasize this enough. Fruits and vegetables are so important. We live in a society that is very much so meat and potatoes and Yes, that has a time and a place, and that's wonderful. But if that's primarily what we're doing, or even, to be honest, if we're choosing some of the same fruits and vegetables and we kind of get in a rut with that, we miss out on a lot of the variety that we can be incorporating into our diet. By incorporating variety, our bodies benefit from the different nutrients that it has, so our body's going to be exposed to a lot of different vitamins and minerals, but also I did a lot of research in my undergraduate and graduate programs that the gut thrives on variety, so when we want our good gut bacteria to benefit our body and ultimately that impacts all of our other bodily functions, we need a variety of fruits and vegetables. So maybe one thing, if you want to focus on this first point of increasing that fruit and vegetable intake, then maybe a challenge for you is saying, you know, hey, my go-to vegetable is green beans, for example. That's an amazing vegetable, and that should be incorporated into your daily life. But maybe the challenge for you is saying, I'm going to try something new. Maybe it's saying, okay, I've been doing a lot of these green beans. What if I change the color? What about a red bell pepper that adds a lot more vitamin C than something like the green beans would? Or even changing it up to something with Brussels sprouts that may have a little bit more fiber or something like that. So change it up. Incorporate a variety of different fruits and vegetables. My second point is cook with olive oil. Olive oil is an amazing heart-healthy fat that benefits our body and gives us the heart-healthy fats that our body needs. So my my second point is cook with olive oil. I know olive oil is in the title of this first point, but I also want to feature canola oil. 
a lot of times that gets put to the back burner and actually canola oil is considered a heart healthy fat as well. So incorporate olive oil. Maybe you um, kind of use the olive oil to saute something in a pan. Maybe you incorporate some olive oil into a homemade dressing or maybe um, you incorporate it in different ways. Let me know what creative ways you use different olive oils. Maybe you try different flavors. Let me know what you're doing with your olive oil. So first, we have increasing your fruits and vegetables. Second, we're adding in some more heart-healthy oils. And third, speaking of different heart-healthy oils, another heart-healthy aspect is incorporating nuts. Specifically, walnuts are extremely heart-healthy and they provide a lot of fiber, antioxidants, heart-healthy fats that are necessary for our body. So my suggestion is if you want to focus on even just adding in more nuts, then maybe you make intentional snacks this week. Maybe you have a trail mix that has your heart-healthy nuts, but even like a sweet treat with some dried fruit, or maybe you choose some chocolate chips, a few chocolate chips. That would be an excellent snack. Maybe you have some fruit, which would be incorporating that first point, but to have even a better glycemic response, adding in something like nuts is excellent. So you could have some fruit and some nuts, maybe make your own little charcuterie board, and then you are set. I would opt for things like nuts, and I did mention walnuts. I will say even now that, honestly, the difference between all of them is very minute. So if you um, say you love pecans and I mean, yeah, walnuts are nice and everything, but pecans are just your thing. Go for it. That that would be excellent to incorporate. Just do something and honestly opt for nuts more than maybe some of your other crunchy, salty things like chips or crackers or things like that that you may opt for as a snack. Now kind of switch that mindset and go for some heart-healthy nuts. My fourth point is focus on whole grains. Whole grains are so necessary. I mentioned before that a lot of inflammatory foods or things that could cause different chronic diseases or that inflammation have a lot of added sugars and refined carbs, so very processed. When you have something with whole grains, it's less processed, and ultimately your body is going to be benefiting more from that added protein or that and added fiber that could be in those whole grains. So quinoa has higher protein, but it also has the higher fiber. You could 
choose something like a grainy bread rather than your honey wheat. I did talk to someone earlier this week and they were saying, isn't my honey wheat a good bread? Sure. I mean, that would be an excellent bread if, you know, that's your thing. But if you want something a little bit more fibrous that gives you those whole grains that your body can benefit from, the best is going to be something that has um, either just the whole wheat in the title or my favorite, and I mentioned this before on a podcast, is the Pepperidge Farms 15 grain thin sliced bread. Choosing something like that that has the nuts or seeds and like wheat, oats all in there, it's just very good. You could even opt for something like an oatmeal as a breakfast to add in more of those whole grains. fifth and almost halfway there, add in more fatty fish. So you may be noticing that a lot of these things that can help to reduce inflammation have a lot to do with heart healthy options. So specifically the olive oil is heart healthy, nuts are heart healthy, whole grains are can also benefit all of that. Fatty fish, such as something like a salmon, but even um, maybe like a tilapia is a little bit more lean, but that would still be a good fish to incorporate. Adding that in regularly throughout the week adds so many good heart-healthy fats. A lot of the omega-3s that are very important for our body. In our culture today, it's very hard to incorporate fish. I think it sometimes is difficult to make. Sometimes it makes the house smell bad if we're just being perfectly honest. And sometimes it's just inconvenient. It might be a little bit more convenient to say, hey, I have some frozen uh, chicken and i know how to make this and it's easy or I can throw this in the crock pot rather than something like a fish. I wouldn't really throw it in the crock pot because it's more of a tender meat. But incorporating that added fish is so important. I actually went over to my parents' house last week and it was kind of impromptu and they were like, yeah, come on over. We're having some salmon. And I was like, this is awesome. I love salmon. Let's do this. So when we went over there, they showed us that the salmon they got was actually in these prepackaged portions that they just opened up, put on a cookie sheet lined with some aluminum foil, and then they just roasted it. So easy. It was already pre-seasoned, but I've even seen some different salmon at places like Costco or something that are prepackaged and then you could do your own seasoning so that you could control like the amount of sodium that you're adding to those things. But nonetheless, still very great. It was very flavorful, delicious. Incorporating that fatty fish is so important. So they got 
their prepackaged fish at Costco. So run on over to Costco, make that convenient step to incorporating more fatty fish like salmon into your daily life. Sixth is eat at home. There's so much power in eating at home, eating around the table, than probably words can describe. The reason I mention that is when we eat at home, a lot of times it means that our meals are very intentional. We've thought about them, we've had to prepare, we've had to be intentional about it. Whereas if we're not necessarily planning on eating at home or if we don't have those things set in place, then a lot of times we might opt for fast food restaurants and doing something quick. A lot of the fast food restaurants are typically fried or in some way cooked in some of that fatty stuff that is not very heart healthy. I would opt for cooking at home more often than not in the week. However, I tell this to my patients all the time. Life is not perfect and you're going to have weeks where you're going to have to eat out. Like, life's going to be crazy and you can't plan a meal for every night of the week and that's okay. Choose what's best for you and your situation where you're at. But maybe when you do have to choose fast foods as an option for dinner, opt for more of the maybe healthier cooking methods like um, grilled, roasted, something like that instead of the fried to get the benefits, the health benefits from that. My seventh point is opt for more nutrients. So this kind of connects back to my first point of incorporating more of the fruits and vegetables. But when I opt for things with more nutrition in it, then I am benefiting my body in more ways than one. So Adding in variety is going to be key here. Even if I think about the comparison between um, something like a white potato versus a sweet potato. Both of them are excellent, but I'm going to be getting different nutrients. So do I want to opt for the white potato every night of the week? Well, that's a whole other rabbit trail, but maybe not. Um, maybe I want to incorporate that sweet potato every now and then in there to get some different vitamins. Maybe I want to take out the potatoes altogether and I'm opting for more of the leafy greens or even, I mentioned Brussels sprouts before, but they just sound good right now. So even incorporating Brussels sprouts in there, sprinkling that in, adding that variety is going to help so much with increasing the nutritional value in your food. My eighth point is decreasing sugary beverages. 
So a lot of times where our culture falls prey is the sugary sodas. Be careful with these things. Also, I mention a lot of times about all the coffee shops that I go to. Depending on your coffee shop, you have to be cautious about how much sugar is being added into those things. And let me tell you this, sugar or carbs are very necessary. We need these things in our body, but it is so much more beneficial to gain these carbs or these simple sugars from things like our whole grains, like I talked about earlier, than from something like a simple soda. That's not saying that we can't have the sodas or the fancy coffees or things like that. Like, there's a time and a place, but on a more regular basis, goes back to my last point. Think about the nutrients that you're gaining from the food and opt for those things. My ninth point is incorporate more fiber, more lentils, more beans. They're a great source of that fiber, but they also add in good protein. So even kind of think about what are my plant-based proteins. Lentils and beans, just name a few. You also have things like quinoa that I mentioned earlier that has higher protein and is also um, plant-based. You can think of other things, but even having days where you say, you know, it's okay to not have a meat as a part of my meal. You can incorporate other things too, and that would be very beneficial. Tenth and final point, here we are. My last thing that I'm going to mention to help reduce inflammation is incorporate things like dark chocolate and fresh fruit. This kind of brings it round round all the way to the beginning and talking about adding in more fruit, but think about things like your berries. Chocolate-covered berries. We just had um, Valentine's Day, and so thinking about chocolate-covered strawberries, one of my sister and my favorite thing to do growing up was when we had raspberries in the house, we would dip those in dark chocolate. Opt for those things as different sweets instead of saying, I always have to have a baked good or I always have to have a certain sweet like ice cream or something. Opt for something that's more natural and fresh, but you still get that sweet craving and you're able to satisfy and honor those cravings as well. So those are my 10 points of different foods that can help reduce inflammation. Which one are you going to focus on this week? 10 is a lot of things. I just want you to focus on one, maybe two if you're feeling really ambitious, but the reason I'm suggesting we just focus on one is because I want you to focus on something. I don't want to say, okay, here are the 10 things, good luck, because if I had a laundry list of 10 things I had to 
kind of even sometimes drastically change in your life, that would be too long of a list for me. Focus on one, make that change, and we can go from there. Now I'm going to transition into my local loves and favorite finds segment. My local love this week is actually very local and not necessarily anything food or restaurant or product related. I'm just thankful for this weather. The weather in the past couple of days has been amazing. So thankful to God for this weather and what we can enjoy locally in Memphis. My favorite find this week is actually kind of a whole moment. So since it's been wonderful weather, we've spent some mornings out on our porch and just the perfect time in my mind is sipping on my cup of coffee that has some frothed milk, sipping or um, enjoying the weather. I set down my coffee on a glass table that we have with some matching chairs. I'm sitting on a kind of outdoor patio couch that has some soft cushions. It's just the perfect moment. And how I'm going to relate this back to our, or my favorite find is all those things. The milk frother that helps make my coffee, the table and chairs, and even the couch. All of those things have been finds that I've found at a garage sale. So it's about that time of year. I'm so excited for garage sales to kick into action, but let me know what you're going to be looking for as the weather changes, it's getting wonderful, and as we get into garage sale season, are you going to be looking for anything in particular? Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast episode. This is an important topic, especially for our culture today. So if you enjoyed this podcast, Please rate, review, and even tell someone about it. I would love even just the word of mouth sharing this podcast with others. I'll talk to you soon as we continue to become the healthiest version of ourselves.